Let's go first to the story of the surfboard leash, December of 1994, Northern California. The spot is called Mavericks, and Mark Fu, visiting from Hawaii, rides this monster of a wave. Let's go to number one. That day was amazing to have the Hawaiians paddling out. Brock Little, Mark Fu, Kim Bradshaw. My gosh, I was like a proud parent or something like that, you know, because uh, they gave the spot that I've surfed for so many years the credibility to actually come and surf it. Helicopters were hovering and photographers from all the mags were there. And I mean, it was just crazy. We knew it was like the day. This is one of the best days of surfing I've ever had out there. Those voices, the guy telling the story in the beginning is a guy named Jeff Clark who surfed this spot for years and nobody knew about it. Because when you go up the 101 up the California coast, the highway leaves the shoreline for a significant amount of time and hidden out there in the ocean is this spot. So nobody ever saw it. You also heard the voice of Peter Mel, who just surfed a 100 foot wave at Mavericks. These are the best guys in the business. They're still alive thanks to the leashes that they wear that saves their lives when you wipe out at a wave like Mavericks or any wave. Let's listen to number two. We were uh, heading back in the boat toward the harbor and I saw some kind of looked just like a big clump of something, you know, as we we're, you know, passing it and pointed it out and said, hey, that, that looks like a body, you know? And, um, you know, sure enough, we stopped the boat and just realized that it was, you know, Mark Fu. Mm. Now you'll hear Jeff Clark again, the man who discovered Mavericks who invited the Hawaiians to come surf with him on this monster day in 1994. Talk about that day. Number three. It went from the most pleasant, beautiful, plate glass, sunshiny day to the clouds moved in. It got dark. The wind came up and it was just, you know, like we lost a great warrior. One of our surfers, one of our own was gone. To have that winter when Mark Fu passed away, that was that was a heavy hit to everybody. That was Peter Mel talking. Now you're going to hear Dr. Mark Reniker. He's a doctor, but he's also a surfer at Mavericks. And he's going to tell you how he thinks Mark Fu died, how the, the leash, the leg rope wrapped around the rock and kept him from coming to the surface. Number four. I think he got caught on the bottom. The reason I think his leg rope got caught in the rocks is that on the next wave, Brock Little and Mike Parsons wipe out. Parsons comes up and Brock was behind him. In later interviews, Parsons said, I felt Brock trying to get to the surface. But what he didn't realize at the time, Brock was up. And, he, you know, it was Fu trying to get to the surface, which kind of you know, it kind of confirms that he was being held down by something. Mark Reniker actually went to the autopsy and it confirms that he probably was kept under the water by the leash wrapped around the rock. Number five. There really wasn't any discernible injury. He had a slight scratch on his forehead. Um, his countenance actually was not that of one who had sort of struggled or who had been in anguish. I felt surfing at Mavericks the years prior to that, that someone was gonna die. I didn't think it was gonna be Mark Fu. I thought it would be somebody who didn't know what they were in for. 
Mark Fu, many people felt was invincible. At the time, he was one of the most famous big wave surfers of all. And you wonder if a guy like that can die surfing because of his leash, do you give up on it? No, it's 99.9%. It's a lifesaver. And a lot of the innovation, the creature, the company you're going to hear at 815, that they've come up with, the material they make the leash from, the swivel so that it can rotate and not get bound up. These guys are at the forefront of designing the leash. You're not going to give up on it. You need it. But don't rest all your trust just because you have a leash on. You still have to be able to swim, save yourself, and be prepared to unwrap it if it's wrapped around a rock or pull it off your ankle if you have to, because otherwise it'll kill you. Number six. Mark Fu was this kind of guy who was larger than life to us, you know, a guy who, who was more invincible than any of us, who had more experience than any of us. He's the guy that said, hey, to catch the ultimate thrill, you gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. Everyone wanted to understand what killed him. That was important, because they were trying to assess the risk in the face of their sudden mortality. As it sunk in, I didn't think that could happen. Like, I literally didn't think that that could happen. I thought I was invincible. You know, I didn't think I, I could, I thought I could just huck myself over any ledge and, and, and pop back up laughing, you know? And I think a lot of big wave riders have that belief. When I see patients who have fallen off their motorcycle in an accident, and I've got to put their bodies back together again orthopedically, which is, by the way, a lot of the time, after I fix them, I'll say to them, so you're going to get rid of the motorcycle? A few of them say yes, but most of them say, nope, I'm getting back on the motorcycle. Thanks to you, Dr. Clapper, you can always fix me if I hurt myself again. But they have such a passion for riding a motorcycle that it doesn't scare them. So you'd think at Mavericks, after Mark Fu dies, some guys would second guess, maybe I shouldn't be going out here anymore. But you'll hear Matt Washburn, one of the greatest surfers, along with Peter Mel, who surfs Mavericks, Talk about, I was scared, but I did go back out. And there it was, the most beautiful wave coming right at me. And I rode it. And that's when I realized Mavericks is for me. It's awesome to listen to them talk about what goes through their head, knowing that Mark Fu died because of Mavericks, but they're still back out there. Number seven. It turned the clocks back to 10 years before when I'm sitting out there at the peak by myself with my own thoughts. I wasn't sure I wanted to surf Mavericks after that. So when I went back out there, I wasn't sure if I'd be spooked or not. And I ended up, hey, you know, the wave came to me and it was like, yes. Mavericks said to me, you want to be here. Here's your wave. I caught a great one. Everything was good. It's the way I thought it was. But I always knew that it could kill me, that it can kill anyone. You take your chances, but that's what life is all about. Where in the world of art and music do you see this clapper vision, this idea of the surf leash? Well, if the music is the ocean and the surfboard is a song, the surf leash that connects the surfer to the board is that black cord from the microphone. Each member of the doors took a turn writing that song, R-I-D-I-N-G, not W. R-I-T-I-N-G, writing this song, writing this surfboard. They're attached to that surfboard through that microphone cord, through that leash. It saved the other three members of the band, but it actually cost Jim Morrison his life. 
We'll get into that coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN.